hello. My name is Sharara Clark. You're listening to a Reno, Nevada local D&D show. We sit around and we play Dungeons and Dragons and we focus on the storytelling and collaborative aspects of it, which involve all sorts of crazy things. You've got monsters and magic and tricks and disguises. Anything could come your way in all honesty. But the magic really is about how it brings people together. It's about what you talk about, what you want to tell your friends the next day, and ultimately the story you're creating. So I encourage you to sit back, relax, and join us at the table. All right. Happy Friday. I am excited to be doing another session with my wonderful friends here um, for Rook and Cranny Rock. Our RP question for today is this. We are going a little bit into the futures of your respective characters. It's been quite an interesting journey. You've met a friend along the way named Sarah Wimple of the Doinza. Uh, it has been many moons since you've come to Salt Marsh and you've had many adventures since then. One of those adventures is you've helped Sarah Wimple with her many experiments. She is shy, so she could always use the light touch or the heavy flail touch of her <laughs> compatriots. You have uh, experimented on human subjects, on certain materials, on certain theorems. I want you to think, what was one experiment that you all had a resounding success in, that you, your personal character, had a hand in, or a flail in, or an eel in, or a head in, or a <laughs> stalactite in? <laughs> and it's, it succeeded so well that you immediately realized, ah, this is a mistake. We better stop this. And screaming. <laughs> All right. So to answer our question, we have, unfortunately, Sela is not here with us today, but they are with us in spirit. They're not dead. They're not dead. Bobby. But we have four players today. Therefore, we're going to roll a D6 because I can't find my D4 right now. And I'm going to subtract two. So one, two, three, four. Five minus two is three, so that means you're going up first, Carl Bunkle, so help us. <laughs> okay. So there's many, many experiments that we we're doing. One of the most notable ones is they're trying to bottle the, um, like, trying to get an extra ability to stickiness to climb on walls and stuff. They're making some, trying to do different types of potions, alchemical supplies, using some of, like, the, the viscous areas. And um, turned out, you gave them a little, people will drink it, they give it a little bit more speed, it seemed to go okay, but about 30, 40 seconds later, there was a huge amount of projectile vomiting, and it caused people to uh, <laughs> just, just not be in the best condition. So, <laughs> give or take. <laughs> I considered it a success. What was the purpose of that project? Oh, they're just trying to see if we could um, harness like some of the, the natural powers of the flail snow with its ability to climb up the walls and stuff. So, it altered it to like a spider climb type of thing um at the end of that experiment sarah looked at you with the goggles and just the gunk covered on her on her face and she gave you a thumbs up <laughs> i consider to win yeah yeah all right next up backpack all right uh so this really wasn't a success for them it was more of a success for me so during this mass teleportation project that they were working they started doing small animals and things like that they were using a giant uh, altar and some magic inscriptions and stuff like that on this altar and they would place the they would place the animal on the altar and uh they would sit there and watch um okay? before you would do like um sarah wimple would say give him the sash the teleporting sash 
like they place it on you. It's like that old Snoopy red baron. Well, I'm not there right now. Oh, never mind. Okay. They'll have it ready. Okay. Yeah, they'll have it ready. So, uh, they're, so they would put the animal on there. They'd watch and nothing would happen. But the moment they turn away, the animal would just vanish. <laughs> it's gone. And they couldn't figure out where these animals were going. They weren't going to the other teleportation symbol. They couldn't figure it out. So, uh, they tried everything to figure out where these animals were going. And it took about four weeks to figure out and four weeks of a missing backpack. Uh, I, I was the altar the no. entire time. And oh. I was having a delicious meal for weeks at a time. Oh my God. <laughs> so that was a definite success for me. And I think I grew, gained a few pounds from it. I would like to thank everyone for the two, 300 square meals a day. <laughs> at some point they realized that something was up. And that was when they actually placed a feather on you and you started to giggle a little <laughs> But not without spending about the equivalent of 40,000 platinum on the experiments. They, they were well seasoned. That's any uh, consolation. Oh, before I forget, give yourself an inspiration, Carbuncle. Give yourself an inspiration for that as well. Very well thought out, very well elaborated, I think. Uh, next up, we have Lurian Locke. Okay, I was thinking that maybe hers would have been pretty selfish in nature, and it would be to get rid of the eel around her heart for an actual medieval pacemaker. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sarah would look, I like this project. <laughs> Let's make it happen. So, what happened? I mean, <laughs> I, I imagine my first thought was that whatever it was is that she just starts aging horribly ah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had an operation situation like an old 1960s TV uh -huh. sitcom where it was scalpel and you hear a, uncomfortably you were still semi-conscious you hear a zug <laughs> 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 oh that's brilliant <laughs> <laughs> and you just see a whole bunch of doctors looming over you God. with a bright spotlight like a candlelight being projected on you and yeah you occasionally you hear a scalpel um alcohol pad <laughs> Uh, eclair <laughs> but yeah you find that your face was just your body would just greatly depreciate age mm -hmm. whenever they tinkered around after many failed tries they just looked at you and said we cannot remove that heart without permanently destroying you nobody wants that <laughs> um yeah and you were, like you saw the look of serious grave concern on their faces mm. that um, this is a project that cannot persist because every time it happened it seemed to remove like it would change a little bit of your personality so i mean in that case then i would say that it's almost a good turning point for her because this however many years it's been at this point she's still struggling with the idea of even having it and not fully understanding it yeah so that would force her to have to Except, come to terms yeah, yeah. Or not, because the medical bill, like any other <laughs> society, has been disgustingly high. Of course it is. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Give yourself an inspiration for that, Larian Locke. And finally, we have Abaddon. My idea is pretty weird. Of course it is. <laughs> Lay it on me, anime what? character. Anime character? <laughs> Give me the least anime. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> My idea is that they really wanted to try using a particular kind of surveillance. Oh, okay. Like a drone? Yes. <laughs> a drone. But okay. A head. Ah! That's funny! 
Yeah, people were really, uh, some of the research scientists at the Doinza were fascinated by the fact that you could up and end, remove your head, and still be able to form a communicative link with it. Yeah. So they tried to mimic that. But what did it look like? Um, they wanted to see how that would work for a dual hand. Okay. And so they would take, Vic, uh, you know, when a test subject dies. Yes, they would make sure to go through the proper protocol and pick up cadavers. They would take the head off yes. and see if I could give it life. Right, right. Um, you had a whole montage where people would do, uh, like, they would affix these big old metal pipes to people's necks all Frankenstein style. And they would wait until the cloud cover would blanket the entire land, waiting for rumbles of lightning and thunder. You even got occasionally the one random sign is going, it's alive! It's alive! Nope, that's not alive. That kind of thing. It would only work for a couple seconds. Right. And there was one time when it actually truly worked. And what for what creature did it actually work? And for what situation? You know those like uh those sitcoms like you mentioned where they have a platter and they carry it out. Sure, sure. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it was one of those. It was one of those. <laughs> so there was a state dinner that happened, and it turns out someone replaced a head of cabbage with a literal head. Yeah. And when they unfurled it for the guests, it started talking, and it did that frog thing like "Hello, my dolly," <laughs> and then it died. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a good five seconds of bliss before people realized we should stop this project. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sounds good. All right, everyone. Um, oh, give yourself an inspiration for that. Now I've seen everything. <laughs> well, you've seen everything. Everyone, um, for our dear listeners today, we are skipping a little bit into the future. I'm going to do a little bit of exposition here. This is Abaddon, and you are listening to Plus 775 to Hit, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Come experience our adventures regularly on 97.7 FM KWNK LP Reno. See you when the dice fly. It has been many moons since the party has all landed in the salt marsh. The world hasn't changed much in some ways. People still yearn for something better for them than their loved ones. And there's always sickness and death around the corner to snuff those dreams. You've all succeeded in that regard, at least. You're all level 11 now. You've put some experience under your belt. You've all come to a better version of yourself, at least you hope, you think. The missions and the escapades that have led up to you getting to this level start to blur into one long memory, which makes it hard to know fact from mostly fact. But having said that, you are all coming to in a single contraption. Your vision starting to focus and you find yourself in the middle of a steel sort of some like think of a, a big old bell a big old brass bell and around you hear the sound of so much whizzing gamuts so many jibber jabbers so many electrical conduits kind of firing and fizzing all around you you are in the prototype of a fair fold combine and it looks a little bit like Whoa. this you're in the middle of the plains area, a staging grounds. You hear Sarah Wimple kind of pacing around in the room, the container around you, and kind of banging against the side of the porthole. It looks to be like, this contraption looks to be a submersible of sorts, a very petite submersible with a big old front with flayed windows that you could see from the outside in. 
She is looking expectantly around in the porthole and she says, Big crowd today. I'm really nervous. <laughs> I'm really glad that you're all here. And she kind of takes your hands. Uh, she takes your flail. She kind of takes your hands a little bit. And you can see that her hands are white with uh, just... She's freaking out. Um, there is, whenever you guys look outside the porthole, you can see that there's a big old crowd and lawn chairs, about 50 <laughs> to 60. And you see dignitaries of a Bundeland with a big old Renaissance hats with a feather on their cap, kind of milling and talking to each other. You guys see this individual kind of just chatting with everyone as well, um, wearing a little bit of uh, more informal gear too. It is Aslingus Munkovor. Um, his it. son is not. His son is not here, but he is there cheering uh, for you all as well. You can see him through the porthole, just kind of laughing a little bit. Larian, <laughs> describe your face for me. Oh, oh god. <laughs> uh, disgruntled. <laughs> you can be disgruntled for sure. Uh, but yeah. Um, you see that there appears to be a whole bunch of dignitaries here, and one of the dignitaries looks to be like this individual as well. They are sitting and they're in the chairs motionless. Ooh, they're cool. All right. They have what Whoa. looks to be a giant shawl that kind of wraps around their head and a metal sort of mask that looks like the Knights Templars. But when you look into where their eyes should be, you see an inky black darkness that meets your gaze. They have even a with red... dark vision? Even with dark vision. So... That's a good question, yeah. They have a red sash about them and a sort of a, a very, for lack of a better word, a very fascist quality about them. Very rigid clothing with angular, sharp, angular, uncomfortable angles to their clothes, okay? Although otherwise, it's gilded with silvers and precious metals. Just means they're evil. Not necessarily. That's that is tropist. I take offense to that. Yes. <laughs> you don't look like a trope. You don't okay. want to be a trope. <laughs> and finally, one of the more standout individuals that you recognize as well is this individual, a little bit more rugged than the rest, and they look like they don't belong here. Um, this individual is actually. Give me a second. Who are you? Ah. <laughs> This is Temult Oshemrovich, uh, low-ranking noble in Abundamland. And they are there as well on the invitation of the Doinza. Okay? But one more time, you guys, more miraculously, are in something called a fair folding combine. Roll me a knowledge history. You've been working with Sarah Wimple on this for the past many So we years. are in the submersible that you were talking about earlier? Yes. Oh. <laughs> you guys are inside of it oh. <laughs> wait how many years have passed many moons you you're not a child anymore you're still scared a tale as old as time oh, okay professor oh my god understand. stop it <gasps> backpack now sounds so lucid i don't understand <laughs> you see this from the this zoo. whole container is just going to crush us when we get lower i know it I'll be fine. Why does he sound so fancy? <laughs> Why does he sound so fancy? The the he, was, he was raised by us. The professor's elocution. Some of us aren't uncultured swines. The professor's elocution lessons are quite effective. Oh, what have I done? <laughs> you see Sarah Wimple kind of, um, smile, a big old grin. She says, Backpack, your help has been 
incredibly incalculable. I can't wait to publish this paper with you. Oh, yes. I'm sorry that I uh, cost us so much money early on. It was... No, it was quite... It was, it was all grant money. It was grant money. It was all grant money. <laughs> Did it taste delicious? Oh, they were quite edible. Yes. <laughs> but you are correct, Backpack. The pressures of this um, fair folding combine would be extreme, especially given... Oh, how did you all do on your knowledge history rolls? 17. 17. 12. Huh? <laughs> even, even in the future, Carl von Carl. <laughs> How'd you do? No, no, okay, sounds good. You have been paying attention to the logs. You have been paying attention to the logs as well. You guys are working on a prototype called a, a Farfeet's Fair Folding Way Weirding Machine. <laughs> and what it is, is a machine to do what you hope to be on demand, on at will teleportation. Oh, geez. And to make it, according to Sarah Wimple, to make it for every commoner where they can go and see and traverse with their homes and the family from way, way across the ocean. She kind of sounds like... She sounds like a little someone we know, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) But um, no, uh, it is very rare. It is extremely groundbreaking to try to take teleportation magic, something that is so volatile, something that is so prone to error, so easy to miscalculate and end up in someone's bathroom. Oh my god. Again. 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 Underground. And dead. Right? Like it's one of those, it's a very, very, very uh, specific form of magic. I would just like to point out that all those hamsters that I ate earlier were saved from a long, slow death to a very quick death in my stomach. (laughs) Are you leaning down? Well, are you, what are you right now? A blob. A blob. Good job. <laughs> Smug. <laughs> you didn't ask him, like, put yourself together. Suit up, kid. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we actually, have to go. Why, I mean, why are we going down? Um, yeah, so you guys are, and she's looking at you and saying, this is it. This is about many, many moons of research. Uh, this is our inaugural teleport. I'm glad that we have our navigator with us, a fairfold combiner. When you guys are in this, let me show you the picture of this thing again. There's a big old glass to the front, right? Mm-hmm. In the big old glass to the front, it is entirely misty and has an orange sort of dots, like not unlike sand, and a sort of fluid like a lava lamp quality about it. The entire front of this construct is enveloped in something called arcanal fluid. You may roll me a knowledge arcana or knowledge history or whatever you think would be appropriate for this role. Does it taste good? <laughs> no. <laughs> 19. Actually, in a way. 19. It's a, it's a fluid, yeah. though? Yeah, let me get the picture out. Oop, that's not it. Let's see here. I have brewer's proficiency now. So, so one more oh, time yeah. in the picture, guys. You guys are in the back here. Less less, less uh, random stuff on the sides, but think very steampunky with that bra- brass gold copper quality around, all around it. But in the front, in this area, is just a big bunch of fluid and what appears to be a thin wall of Arcanel, okay? Um, what were the rolls, by the way? 12. 12. Nineteen. Nineteen. Good. Yeah. <laughs> you guys know that in the front here is just think of an aquarium, 
is a pool of something called Arcanel. And what it does is it's a highly volatile magic that supposedly can carry and retain and absorb magic from that's expended from other creatures. It's like a sponge, okay? And what they've done is taken the whole front here and smashed it up into Arcanel and kind of mixed it with a just a water solution. All right now, just like we practiced, numbers today, okay? Ready? Thank you for listening to Reno's KWNK 97. 97. 0.7. Oh, come on. You got it. One more time. Seven. Good work. <laughs> but something is in there, and you know that it is a navigator. And occasionally when you guys are looking, thank you for the, sorry for the long exposition. When you guys are blinking and looking at the big old wall of Arcanel, there is a thin sheet. There is a thin sheet of platinum between you and the pool. You guys are just watching it from inside. The whole construct that you're in, the combine, is split into two. You guys are on one side with leather seats. There's a little bit of drinks, food for the ride. <laughs> and there's a thin sheet of platinum, thin enough that you can see a silhouette into the pool where that glass is. But there's just a, like a cloud of orange. Mm -hmm. And when you're looking through it, occasionally you see pinpricks of blue, blue brilliant light emanating from it and a hand. And all of a sudden, as you guys are looking, you see this creature behind in the glass. Just the last right. Oh, what in the... Uh, it looks like a giant sort of... Think of Pac-Man with their mouth what? stretched and split by the sides and pulled all the way to the right and to the left. I can make my mouth that big. You see it? Like <laughs> yeah. it past, you can see it past the pool, that aquarium kind of floating around. And occasionally you see what looks to be an atrophied webbed hand reach out into the glass and their mouth, like a filter... <laughs> sucks in the orange cloud of Arcanel and spits it back out through their whatever orifice exists. You guys know that that is a navigator of the Combine. Roll me a knowledge arcana. A knowledge. Ah! <laughs> I'm really Sandy. good today, and I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Get ready to suck. Wow, okay. <laughs> That's every night. <laughs> Um, while you guys are watching outside of the porticolis, by the way, the porthole, you guys can see that more guests are just starting to sit in. Okay. Did somebody echo it? The sleeper shot awaken. <laughs> How did everyone do in their rolls? Okay. I know not good. to eat it. 17. Good, good. Both of you know this. You've been paying attention. These are way, these are uh, fair folders. They are Doinza delegated experimental navigators. They started out like this. Um, they're usually humanoids handpicked by the Doinza family uh, for exceptional ship. Uh, they're exceptional captains usually, but they're handpicked by the Doinza to be part of this experiment. And they go through a rigorous vetting process where they start to consume Arcanel mixed with something called Raphagolium. Raphagolium is a potent narcotic that expands your mind to all possibilities. The way that people who are addicted to it talk about it they can see every parallel universe all at once. 
Mechanically, what it means, people who usually imbibe in Rapagolian can cast as many concentration spells as they can. What? But what it does is they start out like this on the left where they look vaguely human, but they start to form and transform slowly atrophizing where their brain and their mental power starts to overtake the rest <laughs> of their body and they become <laughs> suspended in fluid. So, so this Rapagolian, is it a powder a liquid an injection is it fair usually most people take it uh, through powder like uh, either they inhale it or they eat it um the fluid the bath that you see in right past that platinum wall that thin platinum wall is a mix of arcanel smashed with raphogolium it's just a cloud this and water this per this creature whatever it is now cannot sustain itself cannot feed itself it cannot stand upright nothing all it can do is stay in the vat, okay? And she, as soon as you see it blinking from the cloud, you see it kind of do this and put its hand, its atrophied, tiny, extremely tiny hand against the platinum glass. What do you guys do? <laughs> you um, you see Sarah saying, that's Sergey, or excuse me, that's Alexei Sergamov. Oh, Prosecutor, you ready to go? Mm, I'm ready too. I'm so nervous though. I think that's our cue to uh, get ready. Yeah, sounds like. Mm. What would you like to do? Before I'm going to high five it through the glass. <laughs> as soon as you do that, you see that its mouth kind of <laughs> like I, suck up. I bring up my mouth and I make it as big as it's. So, I like oh. that. It's like in an aquarium right now. Yeah. As soon as you do that, it kind of starts to turn around <laughs> and you start spinning in sync with it. Oh my God. Okay. Jeez. And then you see I'm still very curious. Of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sarah starts uh, laughing a little bit. Says, "Right, I guess it's time to get started. Um, I'll start preparing the directions for our navigator." Um, yeah, but let's proceed. Um, you, you, with your roles, you understand this. Teleportation is only possible with that dude. Okay. They are actually the ones who are casting the teleportation, and they're casting it for all of you. But they have to feed it so much. They have to put it in a bath of the Raphagolium so that its brain can process every plane, every coordinate, every single pathway all at once. So this isn't just uh, this isn't just teleportation, the prime material. We're talking planner. She Sarah's planner looking at you and saying, like as you're saying that with your with that the same sort of like matter of the fact. Yeah. She looks at you and says, I like how ambitious you are. <laughs> We're hoping to go twenty feet that way today. <laughs> <laughs> And if we go down? We, we're not doing that anymore. Nope. I'm any not ready for that. Anymore. Okay. How many days has and, it been? Okay. You've been working on this for probably at the minimum of 400 days. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember Jasmine? I Poor Jasmine. Okay. The fam the flowers are still fresh. <laughs> she looks at you with her glasses all fogged up. Is there a sign that says days since, you know? Yes. <laughs> you can roll me a percentile. There's, there's, oh. there's a wall of honor. <laughs> oh yeah um one whole part of the ship is actually just names 57 right it's Four. been 57 seconds since there has been an accident oh stop second seconds okay. most of those names are uh, <laughs> when you guys you guys stepped in you guys stepped in two minutes ago and when you walked in she looked perky the squirrel when you guys stepped in um Emery the hamster when you guys stepped in uh there was a again like uh how many days since accident she crossed it out to seconds when she realized, ah, oh, the critical pipe is not connected. <laughs> she no. kind of started fixing it. Okay. All right. 
Everyone, um, I want to know what you're doing while, like, you can hear, even in the muted sort of, think of, uh, like, a dome. Is there a reason why uh, we need to be in here? Yes, she tells you that um, you've been indispensable to this project. You should be on the maiden. I'm a troubleshooter. Yeah. (laughs) Troubleshooter. I hear when things go, we go to places we shouldn't be going. And your brain, (laughs) she tells you, Backpack, you are a peerless genius. (laughs) <laughs> I, have a, I have a nine int. <laughs> no one knows. No one knows. <laughs> the only thing I just sound smart because all she's been doing this entire time is busting up my vocabulary. You've been tell, you've told us words that we've never knew existed. They, every time you do, they need a tool. You become it. Again, thanks. Well, my my versimilitude is uh, quite efficient. She looks at you and says. And it's again with those words. <laughs> I'm so thrilled to have you on the team, Backpack. She's hoping for a book. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's some alcohol for you, by the way. She pops open, she, like, she elbows one of the side drawers, and you say, go. You put in an open bar. Um, I put in an open bar. We're never leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Get underneath that, hit the spigot. Oh, and pull on the pull on the um, little rope there. Security oh. blanket. A security blanket falls. Uh. <laughs> you just tucked him in. <laughs> oh, he's gonna be sleepy. Ah, God. <laughs> what would you like to do while you're getting? Like, if you're looking outside the porthole. So again, think of a circular, submersible quality glass here, but that's all covered in orange. Our canal and people outside can see the navigator floating all around as well. Okay, and you guys are on one side with leather seats, bar, etc. etc. Um, I'm going to long exposition. Goodness, (laughs) I'm going to keep my eye on the navigator and um, kind of hide the fact that I'm fidgeting with something because I'm nervous. (laughs) But I'm going to try and Probably, probably the, my item, the, the wand. Oh, how cool. You know, based on our previous uh, successes, the chances for success here is infinitesimal. Infinitesimal. Oh. Alright, you're asleep. Talking <laughs> 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 <you> asleep. <laughs> what a genius. <laughs> You're listening to Plus 775 to Hit, a local Dungeons and Dragons radio show on Reno, Nevada's KWNKLP 97.7 FM. Stay tuned to see what's in store for these adventurers. Oh, by the way, that guy, the navigator's name is um, Alexei Sergamov. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Alexei Sergamov. She tells you that he's actually a Tenebrusky emigrant who came to Abundant for a better life. And this is one of the few ways, by signing up to be an experimental um, pilot, a navigator, they get free food for the rest of their lives and all their needs are taken care of. So he's really hoping that this works out for his family. <laughs> but it's been sad because his family hasn't been responding to him anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm just curious about all this food and stuff set aside for an instantaneous trip. Well, you guys have to eat because you're looking outside. People are already just cleaning uh, glasses, champagnes being poured out. Um, you guys are just waiting for the bell, you know, like the sounding bell to. I think it was sound. genius. We teleported to the exact same spot. <laughs> right, uh, Abaddon. What are you doing? Um, She's actually before she does this, she kind of asks you all to get into a circle, and she says, mm-hmm. "Let's make the world a better place." I think we can do it. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. She looks at you and says, if people can, if we can mass teleport, we can send food from one part of the world to another. And you're not worried about what someone else might do with that technology? We'll figure it out. After the fact. <laughs> right. Um, if it's... I kind of nudge back my head to wake up. <laughs> if it's safe to say I have my... Um, so. I apologize, Professor. Jeez. Oh, it's quite all right. You were actually... <laughs> you were help syncing up our engine. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. If it's safe to say, I was thinking about this. You know how Forge Farmer started off really small? My Displacer Beast is the same, except it has it's like a... You know, it was one of those uh, submersible toys where they throw in the pills and you throw them in the water and they expand. Yeah, sounds good. I like that a lot. <laughs> so it's just like a Displacer Beast that's really small, and then... It, I just say, go, go big, and it goes big. <laughs> I like it, um, but you, you like do that? have to apply it in water. You have to spritz it with water. <laughs> okay. That's, that was last time. That's fine. Right. beast. Uh, other, other weight. Right, before we proceed, uh, Abaddon, do you have any news you want to share, everyone? I have a head, but it's my head. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, and I'm, I think I'm not cursed. I think. Yeah, Um. it's been a while. You're looking at him. What? No sand. Wait no, a minute. No scarab. Wait, wait. Hold on a second. None? Describe your head for us. Um, beautiful. Beautiful. Long black hair. So you mean to tell me <laughs> that this one has hair? <laughs> this one has hair. That between levels four <laughs> and eleven, we managed to expel an otherworld, an otherworldly patron. Uh huh. Most likely a uh, uh, spirit, mummy, deity, demigod. Uh, from his body, maybe we think with maybe uh, he got his, better with it's no head. consequences. It's his oh. head. There's what? no consequences. Oh look, there's definitely consequences. No there's no sailor. There's no forge farmer. There's no. <sighs> I don't know what you did. Do. No! No, 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 please don't tell me that's wait, what happened. Wait, no, no. What do you mean there's no forge farmer? Forge farmer's dead. Yeah. No, he's not no. dead. You haven't seen him in a long time. You know. He was one of the first teleporting uh, accidents. Two parts. Yeah. Two parts dead. Two parts no, gone. two part died in that. Between two part and this, that was level ten. Level one 11. between one level, we lost Forge Farmer. Yep. You don't. You haven't seen him in a long time. <sighs> so he's not dead. We don't know. We just don't know where he is. You haven't seen him in a long Assumptions time. Assumptions are made. That's what I know. Where also, he is. Uh, twirl your head for us. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> I stand perfectly still and I take my chin and go whoosh, and it's a spin. It spins. <laughs> You know that's not. It's fine. <laughs> I'm a dual hand. I can do what I want. <laughs> no, no scarabs. No sand. No nothing. I take off my head and I place it in your lap. No! 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 <laughs> professor, Toss. if you will hand me that, I will take very good care he keeps of it. Just calling you professor. I hate it. Don't worry, Lyrian. I threw it on the ground. She has taught me everything I know. Sounds good. Especially abandonment. <laughs> Sounds good. Everyone, roll me a strength saving throw as you feel and hear the sound of so much peals of thunder and the sound of what appears to be a snap, crackle, and pop that's muted behind the brass walls around you. 24. 26. Can I give her an assistance? Because she has my head. Sounds good. What? <laughs> no. She has my I head. I threw it. You threw it? Oh my God, I said it. 
Oh, oh, I toss it out the porthole. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and we lose it. Every level, every level gets lost. Every oh, yeah. strength saving throw. This one because you're in a small container, a, mat, a metal container with not much in terms of uh, like uh, like soft parts, except all oh. the chairs. You're gonna need a DC. Don't say anything yet. 18 strength saving throw. <laughs> 26 and 27. I made one for my head, too. We gotta have to do that. Sounds good. <laughs> I, honest to God, think this is the first time I've met a strength saving Stop. throw. And I rolled a 19, so 18. Sounds good. So while you, were wow. throwing, while you were throwing the head, I was trying to leap up and catch it. And that made me completely unprepared for this. I got a five. Oh, oh no! You'll take full damage. The, oh. the head fell on my, my neck. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, this is all happening at once. You guys are chatting and laughing a little bit. The head thing is happening. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you guys hear the sound of. <laughs> Anyone who's looking outside the hole, the last mm-hmm. thing you see appears to be flares of green, yellow, billowy smoke just cracking and creeling, and lightning tendrils just shooting out. Past it, all 1980s movie style. You guys also hear muted. You guys see all around you just flayed flesh being cut across into the sky like a Japanese Akira Kurosawa movie. Yeah, that kind of sucks for all of those people that were super nice to. You guys see the past paramilitary esque looking folk coming in through the shadows of the smoke and it looks to be 30, 50 of them all surrounding and going like kind of circling towards. You can see green sort of goggles on them as they're just peering from the glass. You guys got rocked by one of the explosions. It looked to be a um, it looked to be a sleet storm just all around, just crashing in onto the fog. And as it hits the fog, you can see it start to do a cascade uh, sort of reaction, where the fog would start to crystallize and crack, and you'd see that it would bend and snap into a million tiny fragile pieces. Some of the people will get smashed right into their chest cavities with these tiny daggers of yellow billowy da- um, fog okay uh. having said that when you guys were in there kind of just talking in the <coughs> contraption the combine it got hit by a pretty massive rocking sleet storm itself and you can feel the pelting against the side of the brass thank god you have a little bit of mithral lining outside Ooh. the entire ship but anyone who did not succeed you'll take math is difficult uh, 5, 10, 16 points of rocking damage as you find yourself violently being pushed all around. If you succeeded, you'll take half. Everyone roll me a per- or one person, please roll me a percentile. You need a 20 or lower. Um, got it. Nope. 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 Okay. Okay. With that, two things happens. First off, who is uh, who wasn't knocked over? Excellent. The three of you, if you choose to look over onto the porthole. I you always can... look out the porthole. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty hot. Um, <laughs> when you look out there, all of you, you guys see that in the din, in the clamor of battle and the frenzied of so many people fleeing for their lives, you see this individual silently just watching, sitting and watching from the frame. Yeah. 
you can see that um, as they are sitting in the white lawn chair, several more of these creatures coming in from the fog are starting to apparate onto the field. What was once 50, you see 70, 80, 100 just coming out. They all look to be like mercenaries decked out with what look to be finely, finely wrought weapons and a sort of confidence about them like this isn't their first uh, crash wedding or party crashing. Okay. With your percentiles, you guys see that your Sarah Wimple was getting ready with the instructions and was preparing to place it against the navigator for you to proceed. She, in your percentile role, knocked herself against a metal beam and knocked herself unconscious Ooh. with a big old gash across her forehead. Mm. What do you do? I'll finish your calculations. <laughs> um, okay, um, you're going to do that? Roll me an intelligence? Right? I do. <clears throat> Jesus. Okay. Carl immediately goes over and prepares to go to the notes. You know you've been somewhat not paying attention. She does something with these notes and always places it to the navigator's mm -hmm. face. Okay. Reno is plus 775 to hit on KWNKLP 97.7 FM Reno weekly where we are hip deep in saltwater adventure and daring do. So she loses like thin papers I could sometimes see on the other side. Yes. So. Okay, yeah. so that's what you're doing. Rolf, but how about you? What are you doing? There's bedlam outside and you can hear it's muted. Uh... the strength saving throw so i got knocked around i've been knocked on the ground i am going to adhesive myself to the floor and i'm going to take the shape of a seat <laughs> just cheek pop with a seat belt sounds good <laughs> um, so, you're level 11 now you turn into a nice seat with a seat belt yeah oh, wow yeah. yeah so nice seat with a seat belt professor have a seat Okay. Right in front of uh, controls and stuff. You do that and you find yourself underneath. Roll me a perception as you're sitting down. Sitting down. Yep. As you will have transformed into the seating down. The seating down. You're seating. Twenty. Twenty. As you're seating down, just looking up, you can see that the pipes are still connected to the main pool. That weird vat aquarium thing going on. So you can see the chugging of the Arcanel and the Rafa going That's good, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can see Firefly just going, that's good. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's good. <laughs> you can see now. little eyes up at the very top. <laughs> this Think is of a really well a chocolate factory. You know mm. that one Augustus Gloop thing? Yes. <laughs> this is so far Less worse of an outcome than I expected when we started. <laughs> you hear that? It's been five minutes. <laughs> Let's play some D&D, &D, everyone. Yay! What are you doing, uh, I mean, I kind of wanted to go check on her, but I would know you would do that because you have medicine. Uh, I'm a knight of the chivalric order. Of course, I would check on the lady. Yeah, His head is really nice. <laughs> he braids it, and it's very pretty. There's flowers in there. In your braid? In his braids. Aww. That's cool. You're going to do that. As Herrera. Yeah, they're, 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 <laughs> I was Larian. I have little pink ribbons and bows. <laughs> oh. So we're even. You have some inspiration. Don't forget, right? I have, uh, yeah. You have an inspiration? Yes. Okay. But yes, what are you on um, Larian? Oh, doing? I did not put it in. That's what I thought. That's weird. Wow. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, okay. I'm... Ugh. You step outside. No! <laughs> Have a seat, Professor. No. I got this! Uh, I go to help see you if see I can help Carl. Carl. I okay. go help Carl. Carl Bunkle's doing an NCIS <laughs> thing where he's going, Enhance! <laughs> I go over and I, and I help Carl. Is this going to be like the scene where you have two people on one keyboard typing? Yeah, totally. Sounds good, uh, Carl. Because of that, you don't have disadvantage. <laughs> you actually right. have one roll. Okay, oh, I rolled with inspiration. Was that okay or do I need to reroll? You, oh, you rolled with inspiration? Yeah, I was going to use inspiration because... Fair. Um, how about this? I never said it earlier. It was originally a disadvantage. Okay. So with Lyrian, it will be regular. Okay. Okay. So I will reroll. Yes, yes. Okay. 11? 11? Describe what you're doing, Carl Bunkle. Oh, i I thinking where how her hands are, because her handwriting is fairly... Chicken scratch like a pharmacist. Yeah, so... <laughs> so, like, it, it matches kind of how my flails would trace uh, ink on a thing, so I'm just kind of thinking about what she was doing and just kind of figuring out the rest of those slashes and things. Sounds and good. Up there and... At the end of it, you hear a typewriter sound. Ding! What do you do, Carl Bunkle? Uh... Flick it up and like put this in front of the the navigator thingy. You sure? Yes. Sounds okay. good. You have a parchment. You place it against the thin platinum wall, like just like that. And occasionally, <laughs> roll me a charisma. Okay. All right. Raw charisma. Okay. Fifteen. Sounds good. What are you doing precisely? You're just kind of just placing it against the. <laughs> I get. Wait. In front of the navigator? You go, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 there's the, um, the uh, she's a gnome, right? Or a smaller, the uh, person that knocked her head and knocked out. Oh, um, she's actually a gnome, yeah. Yeah, so, she's a gnome. Uh, so I'm like, about this time. Oh, clever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. You're doing that, you're waiting for a few moments, and you realize, ah. ah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you see the cloud part, and blue blinking lights start to form, like a big old blue whale oh, just so approaching cool. you. And you can see that they appear to be bleeding as well from the concussive blast, wow. like around them. And you see them reach, and you, you think that they're reading, but they're not blinking. And occasionally you see an exhale, a cloud of raphagolium and arcanel. And all of a sudden you see it. Its eyes start to get brilliant blue, and it starts to emanate from their being. And it starts to cast a blue light all around you. Anyone who's nearby, you can see this blue just cover everything. Okay, mm -hmm. with your 11, you hear the the contraption start to violently shake and convulse, and you feel it like a sort of whiplash all around you, like going down a roller coaster for the first time. Roll me another strength saving throw as you feel the area around you just start to twist 26. and meld and wax and wane. Okay, so is this because we're getting thrown around ah, or is it is. more of a our bodies are being You would notice that um, your initial the notes from Sarah was expect to be split into a 10,000 tiny pieces. <laughs> 16. Sounds good? And back. Nope. Nope. Good, baby. <laughs> nope. Sorry, 20. 20. Okay. 24. Sounds wow. Good. Is it safe to say that I could check on Wimple? Yes, you may. Before, yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh, you're fine. fine. What did you want to do before that happened? I would want to, of course, grab her and see if I could help. 
<clears throat> um, you're looking at it, it looks to be a classic uh, standing too close to something sharp <laughs> ah. and not being mindful of an earthquake prone area. Would you wow. allow me to do a medicine check before all yes, that? Yes, yes, of course. Cool. This would be happening at the same time. Sweet. Okay. Oh, uh, 13. Sounds good. They are. They look like um, they're not mortally hurt. Mm -hmm. They just got knocked out from the concussive blast. Okay. Um, Ooh. And because of your attention with the medicine, mm -hmm. you would be attempting to uh, stabilize them in some capacity. Yes. There is an ibuprofen uh, shelf as well. Oh, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Next to the alcohol. Yes. <laughs> is it safe to apply my straight saving throw for to her as well, or should I make? Yes, of course. If you, that's one of your abilities. I don't know what if that would dictate as that. Then maybe not. Well, um, since I'm holding her. Okay, so what are you going to do? Brace. Brace her? Sure. Yeah. We can work with that. Do you want me to roll for her? Um, I'll roll for her with advantage. Okay. How that does works. that sound? Yeah, that's fine. Okay? I wouldn't, don't know how that would work. Sounds you. good. Um, that means I'll just uh, I'll just roll twice. Okay. Okay, for her. That'll Oof. be a one for the first one. Oh, yikes. And that'll be a four for the next one. Wow. So not too hot. As you're holding, um, all of you who did not succeed, you will be taking not so bad here. That's going to be nine points of bludgeoning damage as you feel the entire contraption shudder from the violent move movement. Think of just taking a rubber band, stretching it on top, and plucking it with one finger. Okay, that's what it feels like right now. Um, anyone who succeeded, you'll take half. She'll take all of it, being having failed. But as you guys are twisting and turning, you guys hear the laughter echoing of so many dead gods. Occasionally you hear a, ah, and you also hear what appears to be the sound of the earth coming through for the first time being born. You guys see stardust forming around you, galaxies of untold eons away. And you also see what appears to be a baby just being born as well. And occasionally, you guys hear the plip plopping of black holes sucking the cosmos, sucking the cosmos all around. It is a trip as you guys are moving forward. Having said that, you guys crash into the, <coughs> and you hear a massive sort of uh, din of so many rocks just being splintered in twain. One more strength saving throw as you guys find yourself coming to a complete stop. <laughs> oh, there it is. Welcome to level 11, everyone. Uh, this one is going to be yes, for her, too. Oh, come on. Wait, wait. All right, Perfect. if you did not succeed, and you did not, it will be 21 points of bludgeoning damage as Ow. you find yourself unceremoniously halting. And uh, half What's that? the DC? Half, um, this one would be an 18. Mm -hmm. Oh, perfect. Is wow. that round up? Round she made it. Round down. She, yeah, she made it. Good. Sailor here, reporting to you live from the kitchens in our home base at Rook and Cranny Rock. We're cooking up some juicy stuff here on Reno, Nevada's very own D&D community radio show, KWNKLP 97.7 FM. I'm thinking driftwood smoked salmon with hints of rosemary and a citrus reduction. Okay, sorry. Back to the action with plus 775 to hit. Everyone, as soon as you stop and get your bearings, it is blurry. There is a steam that is starting to percolate all around you, and you can see whatever sort of air you have is getting wet and heavy and clinging to the sides. You feel hot, 
uncomfortably hot. And you also hear this past the walls. Ah, ah, what? <laughs> what? Outside the porthole. Ah. Beep, beep, I'm a sheep. Beep, beep, I'm You're a sheep. You're outside the portal? Oh, Roll me a percentile. Percentile. 50-50? Beep, beep, I'm a sheep. 34. 34. As you're looking outside, you mm -hmm. see this. <laughs> you see magma. <laughs> and because, despite the fact that you guys are encased in mithril and platinum, you can feel it already here. Like just sweat forming and beads everywhere. I told you we were going down. <laughs> you guys see it? Feels <laughs> nice. You're looking out. You can see like a bloop and a burst of fire shooting up 20 feet straight into what looks to be a chamber. You also still hear this. Ah! Ah! Where is that coming from? <laughs> it is on the opposite. So if we're looking, let's take this as a ship. Carl, you guys are facing out in what appears to be that, that big old pool of magma. Hot, red hot magma. And every time magma comes up, it cools and immediately melts yet again. It's a fire gunasi. Oh gunasi. My <laughs> but the ship is like this you guys are looking at one direction you guys hear the bah! coming past the sound of the uh, tank the vat uh, how do we get to that end and with your percentile will someone roll me another percentile i'll roll i feel like it bah! uh 87 sounds good which is not good for you. <laughs> but within 87, you guys see that you're looking at... So you're looking at the porthole, which is on one side, and you look back to the platinum wall. Within 87, you can see what appears to be a body just floating in the vat. Is it the weird goo thing? You can see that it appears to be... Like its eyes have dulled to a black. And it's just floating, suspended in like embryonic fluid, just going like this. Is it humanoid or is it that creature? It's that creature, the navigator. Oh, it's dead. Um, not kind of hard to tell. <laughs> That's my assumption. It's dead. Well, it can't survive in there by itself. I mean, it can't survive out of there, so we can't break it open to find out. How do they normally interact with this thing? Um, through the glass. Putting paper over the glass. Just so they have no other interactions with this thing other than that, right? Yes. All um, right. We know that metal is not affected, correct? On um, what? Well, because the pipes are made out of metal, right? The pipes are made of metal. Um, okay, so here's my plan. Right now, what's protecting you is the fact that you have a thin... You have two layers on this contraption. The first is a thin layer of mithral, and underneath is a thin layer of platinum. Or no, adamantium, excuse me. I haven't seen platinum this whole time. It's adamantium, okay? So it's double protected. All right, so we're going we're gonna to assume that I can't turn into mithral or adamantium or anything like that. That's too much. Uh, so, to get in there, I could turn into something metal, get uh, through the pipe, you'd have to go and get it a healing potion. Fair, actually, that's wow. one. That's good. Um, the pipe wow. works as one, but most of the time when people try to access it, it's either that or I forgot. On the top, there's a latch you can open to jump in. Oh, oh. Or you could do so, that. Okay, yeah, I think that would be better than breaking the pipes. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Do we have a healing potion? Ah! Uh, I have. Ah! Come! Come! Oh, Roll me a strength saving throw as you guys oh, feel the sound. I have a crud load of potions on me. Oh, right. Actually, I no, no. This one build. is going to require a luck roll. Where is everyone standing here on the ship? Again. I'm, I'm looking outside the portal. So you don't have to roll. 
Who is looking? Who's near something? Well, who's I still the, put the, I put the paper up, right? So I'm. No, you're you're oh. you're out. I am a seat attached to the floor. You're fine, and right? I'm a decent. I'm near whatever cabinet had the ibuprofen in it. Oh, you're the <laughs> only one who has to roll then. Roll me a strength saving throw, my dude. Oh, okay. Um, I got a seventeen. Seventeen, you're or fine. Or plus twelve. You're fine, but as you're looking <laughs> at the cabinet, you can see what appears to be a <laughs> puncture, like like. Like, think of sheet metal being banged against. Mm -hmm. And with a 17, you'll take half of this. And because you're underneath a big sheet of metal, you'll just take two points of bludgeoning damage. But as soon as you look back at where the cabinet, mm -hmm. you can see an imprint of what appears to be two giant horns <laughs> that have been completely inlaid into it, like a death mask against the side of the ship. Ah! Can I open the door? <laughs> The door? Is there a door? There's out, a door. There's a door out towards the goat. I assume it's a goat. You open it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. As soon as you open it, you feel it sweltering hot. Like a convection oven style. All you see are lines everywhere. Why is there a goat out there? You <laughs> see this staring at you and what appears to be. So this is going to require a little bit of drawing on my part, which is why well, I'm glad because I've got the mat and the pen in here. So this is what's going to happen. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not even going to draw yet. He's going to show you the picture. There we go, Jan. <laughs> Figure yourself out. As you open it, you are hit by a blanket of heat. Red hot heat. Ah, that's and why. you see six of these looking at Whoa. you. Mm. Right now, think of a little lava tube. And you are staring. So if this is the side of the ship, like this is the back here. And like the back, they're looking at the back. This is the tube. You open the door. Abaddon, you're stepping out, and you see six of these things looking at you. Oh, yeah. Okay, hold on a second. And you see that uh, Carl Bunkle here, looking at the porthole, is looking this way, into the lava. Okay? One, of my, one of my very first memories is of a lava tube. I was A very, that. very deep lava tube, tube that was very, very deadly and dangerous. The haunted house. Mm -hmm. The haunted house. <laughs> Sounds is good. You see six of these. They're about eight feet tall, and they're... Ram horns go straight down into what looks like a lace of molten magma. And every time they shake Ooh. their heads like this, you can see flickers of flames just forming around them. Ah. Roll me a knowledge nature. You're eight <laughs> feet tall? Yeah. Uh, seven. <laughs> seven. Good. We're an initiative Lunch. because you look like Steak. you just bumped into a little rest, uh, nest of uh, angry little dudes. Can I just <laughs> shut the door? <laughs> Are you kidding? Can I just I'm shut like, the door? It's warm. Turn around. <laughs> Lunch! <laughs> <laughs> Everyone will be initiative! I just want to shut the door! <laughs> ah! Have at thee! Uh, oh, everyone else, anyone else is looking at well? Um, if you do decide to step... Oh, it is hot. It is disgustingly hot. Uh, it is so hot, you want to take your shell off, Carl. I, I like the card. <laughs> what did you want to say? Ten. Thanks. You are our resistant to fire. Oh, thank you, Ray. I appreciate you. You are? Yeah. He doesn't need to take off his shell. He's resistant to fire. But he has such nice... He has such a nice summer body. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you do not want the bikini tan, all right? You need the full coverage. All right, who got above uh, let 20? Let me describe this real quickly. Like, again, this is the ship. You went out through the back, right? Yes. This is the front of the ship, which has all the glass. Again, pretty much bisected. The vat is all of this. Actually, and a little bit of the porthole that uh, Carl can see through. Mm -hmm. So, Carl, as you're looking through it, um, you can see the magma here. And what it appears to be, excuse me, let me move this for you. <laughs> it looks to be a chamber, and you can't quite see if you crane your neck mm -hmm. how far it goes, okay? 
How many of you would say that you've done some traveling since uh, between 4 and 11 into, let's say, the South? Yes. Into a uh, very... If they had wild game, I would have. Yes, probably. I probably um, would have. It's much more tropical. We're talking like super hot and humid. Uh-huh. You would have gone there too? Yeah. Sounds good. Probably sure. You. I would have probably gone with them. You probably would have gone with them. We just all went. <laughs> so all you can do know is nature's then. Oh. There we go. 19. 19. 18. So again, you guys are in a magma tube almost. It looks to be an active magma tube. <laughs> So your calculations didn't quite go so hot, I think. Yeah. But having said that, how do you do? Don't worry about on it. My, on my nature? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a place with fire. Yeah. Um, knowledge nature, you guys get this impression that maybe you're not in a different plane. You probably have traveled sometime, someplace, um, but uh, not quite the 10 feet you were hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> I told you we were going to go down. <laughs> we were promised it wouldn't happen. 